0: This is the Rob Black Podcast. Check out Rob every weekday morning from 10 to noon on 910am and Talk910.com. Live from the Bay Area, your money, your life. This is Rob Black.
1: Welcome in to the Rob Black Show. Show dedicated to getting you to retirement so that you can live like a pig in your retirement years so that you can give money to your grandkids so you can put a $10 bill in your left hand and your right hand and let the little three year old pick a hand and she wins either way. So, the show is all about so frustrating. I mean, it is so frustrating to see people just never do it. So, anyway, um, that's what the show's about. I got all sorts of segments planned for you today. I'm going to talk a little digital lifestyle. I'm going to do some headline news. I'm going to talk about a stock pick of the day or two. Certainly going to hit all of that, uh, no doubt. It's going to be a regular show plus some. One of the things that I'm going to add today are kind of like a tune-up idea. You know, I, I can talk about 10 things that you need to do when you're 30 years old to make sure that you have a, you're have you on track for retirement. I can talk about 10 things to do when you're 20 years old. I'm going to do a little bit of a, a general overview for all of us, whether you're a 20-year-old, a 30-year-old, a 40-year-old. I'm going to give out probably 10, 20, 30, 40 tips today. Uh, I'm kind of feeling kind of mellow. It's where I'm at right now. Tonight, I'm going to be at O'Neill's pubs from 530 to 730, kind of celebrating the one year and two days that I've been here at Clear Channel 9, 10 a.m., and uh, just kind of putting some faces to the names and the, the calls, so to speak. So it'll be nice to meet a couple of you. I don't think it's going to be anything super fancy. Uh, we are giving away a 21-inch monitor from Geeks on Call. Uh, so if you need a new monitor, your old monitor's down. You're going to have to get a raffle ticket from us. You're going to have to find us, corner us, and say, hey, give me a raffle ticket. I don't know how many people are going to show it, Maybe five. It may be 500. So your odds of winning a, a monitor could be one in five. Or it could be 1 in 500. I really don't know what to expect in any way, shape, or form. I can tell you a couple cool people are going to be there. Joe Cannon, starting goaltender for the San Jose Quakes, is going to make an appearance. And he's going to bring some swag from the Quakes. Maybe a ball or some jerseys to, again, raffle off. Uh, Who else is going to be there? Brian Cooley is going to be there. Brian Cooley from CNET, he said he'd stop by. Who else is going to be there? Shelly's going to be there, but no danger. So Shelly's going to make an appearance. Who else is going to be there? Heidi? ID producer of the show. So there's going to be uh, Tony Mendez from the show. Bill Rockefeller. If you have a computer question, you know, you'll be able to corner him and ask him a question. So there'll be plenty of us there. A lot of interns. It'll be fun. Uh, it'll be social, to say the least. And uh, again, it'll be a way for you to see me outside of radio because on radio, I'm, I'm a little bit high Uh, But in life, I'm pretty low key in life. My biggest enemy is apathy uh, on radio. I care in life. My biggest enemy is apathy, and that's a tough enemy to fight. So because apathetic is, is not a good thing to me as a nation, we are happy in our apathy. But tonight, O'Neill's Pub, 530 to 730. So let's talk a little bit about some of the big headline stories out there today from the file of, oh, my God, no freaking way. Do I have to hear this yet again? Yes. The final piece of health care reform is hitting yet another snag. It's not going away. The nation's health care system hit a parliamentary snag last night. It appears to be headed back to the House for one final vote before becoming law. The legislation makes a handful of changes to the sweeping health care bill, including bolstering some of the government subsidies to help individuals, but also closing a politically unpopular gap in prescription drug coverage under Medicare The measure has been debated in the Senate since Tuesday. Democratic leaders had hoped to conclude the Senate action, but Harry Reid, uh, he said, you know, Republicans have found two minor provisions in the bill, about 16 lines out of 2,400 pages that need to be exercised from the bill. If successful, as expected, Republicans' challenges would modify the bill. It would be sent back to the House for consideration one more time. It's a story that's just not going away. I'm tired of it, to be quite honest with you. Now, one of the stories that I, I, or one of my th- I said to start the show today, I'm starting to get ramped up. I'm trying not to get ramped up today. I'm trying to stay mellow today. One of the stories out there that I, 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 I pledge, you listen to the show, I'll get you smarter. The goal of the show is to get you in retirement so you can live from age 60 to 100. A lot of people don't know that you're going to have about $250,000 in healthcare expenses in retirement. You save $250,000, all of that's going to basically go into your healthcare expenses. Being retired is expensive. It ain't cheap. Medicare, Medicaid, Medi it don't cover your ass. You're in trouble. It's about $250,000 in healthcare expenses. So I want you to save about a million dollars. Social Security is not enough. Social Security comes out to about $20,000 per year. After you tax it and pay Medicaid, Medi you're looking at about $10,000, maybe 5000 So that's not a lot of money to live off of. Now, this is a year that marks something that we've been talking about for years and years and years and years in the financial community. Social Security is going to pay out more than it takes in this year. It happened sooner than we wanted it to. Basically, the burst in the real estate bubble, and it was a bubble. The recession that ensued. Jobs have been lost. Prices have come down. And thus, Social Security has basically flopped. It flopped about four years earlier than we thought it would, six years earlier than we thought it would. So we're going to pay out more in benefits this year than we receive in payroll taxes on Social Security. This is a huge threshold because, again, we're looking at 2016 before it needed a fix. Technically, they're not allowed to pay out anything next year. It's not allowed to be insolvent. The problem is that payments have risen more than expected during this downturn. Because when people lost their jobs, what they did was they applied for Social security benefits earlier. So the program's revenues have fallen sharply due to fewer jobs and fewer social security taxes. I don't know if you've looked at it, but your paycheck has a little line there that says SS tax, and you pay it out. And this year, what they're paying to retirees doesn't equal what they're taking in from you. Now, analysts have long tried to predict when social security would pay out more because it's a tipping point. It's the first step now in a long, slow march towards insolvency. It's a long, slow march towards what are American bonds worth. Congress has to strengthen the program's finances at some point in time. What's going to happen is they're going to cut benefits. That's the only way they could really do it. Long-term cost of social security presents even further problems for politicians, and they're trying to struggle with the nation's debt, and they just passed this trillion-dollar healthcare issue. I mean, it's like God, what focus on something here, guys? National predicament echoes that of a lot of European governments. A lot of European governments right now. They're facing pressures to examine their commitments on generous pensions, you know, on overextended retirements. So our soaring debt as a nation propelled by tax cuts, wars, expenditures to help banks, expenditures to help the housing market, it's become a hot issue. And uh, it's going to be a huge issue in this coming November elections. And I like that. I think, you know, it's time we as a nation start focusing on Social Security and other issues. It's said to be a trust fund. But that's just an accounting gimmick. It's really not. They're not saving money. It would be great if they took the money that I put in Social Security and saved it under my name. But they don't. They, they, they spend it to Harry, who retired two years ago. They give it to him. So it's so-called balance, which is a history of its vast cash flows. The sum of all the revenues in the past, minus all of its outlays. Balance is currently about $2.5 trillion because after the early 1980s, the program had surplus revenue year after year. But now all that commu- accumulated revenue is going to start to shrink, outlays exceeding the revenue. Social Security can't legally pay out more than its balance in a given year. Now, this is going to be fantastic to watch because this is going to be the year that we, we address this. We have to address it in this election because we didn't think, we, we thought we had another four years before we had to address it. And remember at one point in time, George W. Bush Jr., he tried to address Social Security and Trying to change the rules to save some money, he got killed in Congress. He got killed in Congress. So at some point in time, this is going to have to be an issue. It's solving the problem with a stroke of a pen by printing the money is the easiest choice. Now, that's not a good idea, though. Painful deliberations. If the trust fund level goes down, there's no action required until the level of the trust fund gets to zero. At that point, you have to cut benefits. So we're in a position where we're going to have to figure it out or we're going to have to cut benefits. It's going to be a damn interesting time in the United States to watch uh, how this actually plays out. I told you I was going to give you some ideas today on how to kind of like get a financial tune up, how to start getting back into the mode of saving. Yesterday, we did a story where in the, the stock market crash of 2008, 2009, March 2009, when I started the show on Clear Channel, 72% of Americans didn't participate in that huge 70%, 65% rally in the markets. Because they were too afraid. They sat on the sidelines. That's sad. That's pathetic. So here's some tips to get you back to where you need to go. First and foremost, tip number one is go to your HR department today. Go find out who your HR person is and say, I want to save a little bit more money in my 401k. Um, It's going to add up over time. It's going to take you five minutes to say, I want to save 1% more or 2% more or 3% more or 5% more from your paycheck. I want to get you to retirement, ladies and gentlemen. I want to get you to age 60 where you have enough money to live till age 100. And if you live to 105 and you're poor and destitute, that's okay because you won't remember it. Your mind will be so feeble from 100 to 105. Who cares? But I assure you, when you're 70 years old and you're sitting in your apartment and eating cat food, it's going to suck to be you. Next financial tip to get a little bit better in your financial savings. It's going to take you another five minutes, but automate your savings if you have money taken out of your paycheck before it hits your bank account, you'll never, ever, never, ever miss it. Try it with just 2 3% have it transferred into a mutual fund. It's the craziest, easiest thing that you can do. To get your calls in the air today, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Don't forget, tonight I'm going to be at O'Neill's from 530 to 730 with the whole crew from the show, Losing My Religion, great song about basically losing love, losing everything you believe in. Anyway, um, O'Neal's Pub tonight, San Mateo, 530 to 730. Show up. It'll be fun to say hello and uh, get a chance to win some good swag. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. Coming up, more tips and hints, plus some emails. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Rob Black, Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. I'm going to try to get some more tips and hints The this segment. Emails as well. I see a couple people on the phone line. Let's go to Joe Cannon from the San Jose Quakes. Sorry, Joe. Good. How are you doing, Rob? Doing well. You're calling in like a champion. I appreciate that.
2: No problem. I uh, got your phone number and I was hoping to see you later tonight, but I wanted to hear your voice. I just couldn't wait, buddy.
1: So. It's, it's the bromance. It's continuing on.
2: <laughs> exactly. You so might... I'm just on-
1: you I'm might, on my way to practice, though. So. You might be the best-looking man on the peninsula. Has anyone ever told you that?
2: <laughs> uh, my mom and my and uh, my girlfriends, but right, other than those two, and and yourself. So I think you're right up there with, as far as people people I enjoy hanging out with. So.
1: So uh, the soccer season's about to start, Joe. What can we look forward to? Are you going to be in goal?
2: Yeah, yeah. Let's start on. Uh, actually, you know what? Before I mention that, there's a huge speed trap going on around here at Highway 85, and probably everywhere else around the state with the budget cuts. So everybody, watch out. That's driving and listening right now. But as the new place go on, we're doing well. I mean, every time there's a preseason, it's a uh, fresh start. You know, it's it's like dating someone new. You know, you you think it's you know the world's gonna come and everything's gonna be great. And, you know, along the way, I could face some bumps and bruises, but hopefully this time will be, uh, you know be a good season for us so we'll see i mean we brought in some new guys and I'm not going to bore you with all the soccer details but i just want to say you know I'm, I'm pretty optimistic i think we have a better
1: team so what time's your game on saturday
2: uh six o'clock they're normally at seven but that's it so uh you know and they're uh they're a lot sell beer now i guess and uh you can bring it back to your seats so that's the big deal for the earthquake <laughs> <laughs> where,
1: where do the games actually take place for the quakes
2: Uh, Over at Buckshot Stadium uh, here at Santa Clara University. So uh, it's it's a beautiful field. Stadium itself, uh, you know, it's it's pretty intimate, uh, although fairly small. But I think it helps our crowd, uh, you know, kind of get on top of the other team and help us out a little bit.
1: You're one of the most honored uh, keepers in all of the MLS history. But y'all are losing some stars this year. It looks like Beckham's going away. It looks like Landon Donovan's going away. How will the MLS uh, land on their feet?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, Landon obviously he just just got back from his loan, and obviously there'll be a lot of absences with the World Cup. Um, but you know, the league in its fifteenth year, and I think they've done a good job of trying to slowly progress, uh, making it a steady climb rather than, you know, uh, I think they took a big risk with Beckham, and you know, people can argue with the financial people whether it was worth the monetary uh, value that we spent on him, but. Overall, I think the league's done a good job, and I think the star power uh, is just going to have to come from some new guys scoring some new goals, uh, like Ryan Johnson for us this year. Uh, you know, he had 10 last year, and I think he's on his still on his way up to, to reaching the peak of his career, so maybe we're looking at uh, 10 to 15, but I don't want to put any pressure
1: on him. <laughs> and with that being said, it should be a good year because uh, there's a new $200 million stadium. There's a lot going on. There'll be some World Cup fanaticism that, that spills into San Jose as well.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think the World Cup years, uh, sometimes, you know, we'll get the average sports fan that just says, well, you know what, I might as well try watching soccer. And so for us, uh, you know, it's an opportunity to kind of capture, um, you know, whether it's lagging in a bottle. I think we need to start playing well and, and getting people excited around here, uh, just like they used to in earlier in this decade. I think uh, winning is really the only cheer that, that can kind of galvanize the community uh, as You know, you well know, being a San Jose Sharks fan, Um, you know, I think that organization has done a great job. and So I'm uh, hoping, you know, sky's the limit for us this year, but, uh, you know, we just need to get on a positive first start, and that's, you know, that stems from uh, this game coming up against Salt Lake, so, you know, pretty pretty excited, also, you know, starting to get a little nervous, just because it's been about four or five months since uh, I played an official game, and... You know, those feelings start creeping up you, you know, with you again. Maybe it's like a a first date, you know, when I first met you, Rob.
1: Yeah, (laughs) the bromance started uh, early in our relationship, but I still get butterflies near you, Joe. And I'll I'll see you tonight at O'Neill's in San Mateo. And good luck with the practice, and uh, good luck to the Quakes this season.
2: I appreciate it. I look forward to talking to you this season, and I definitely look forward to seeing you tonight. So (laughs) have have a great show, and I'll talk to you later, Rob.
1: Thanks, Joe. Some bad news for the, the young starlets out there who wanted to capture a keeper. Joe's got a girlfriend, but he is stopping by tonight, San Mateo at O'Neill's uh 530 to 730. He's a super nice guy. And what what I love about him is he's down to earth. He's a keeper who's not crazy. If you ever meet like um other keepers like uh Casey Keller, he's nuts. He's a lunatic. Um he can't keep his mind on one topic. But Joe Cannon, he's a good guy, good Bay Area guy, too. Um Anyway, everyone, go out and support the Quakes. It's cheap family entertainment. We're gonna be giving away tickets later in the season, so uh, support your local franchise. Let's go to Andy in Marin County. Andy, how are you?
0: Hey Rob, how you doing? Good. Hey Rob, real quick, um, I'm just paying off my car. My last payment, five hundred bucks a month. I have a fidelity account, and I just want to keep putting that five hundred bucks into something. And I just, I'm forty-seven years old, and I'm just wondering what you'd recommend something that's, uh, you know, secure, but it's gonna give me a good return too.
1: Yeah. What else do you have, Andy?
0: Well, I, I own a couple of properties, about five, actually five properties, but uh, in, actually I'm doing a short sale on one. Um, got about $180,000 in, in uh, my Fidelity account. Half of that's retirement, half of that's just in mutual funds and whatnot. So
1: anyway. I don't, um, want, I don't want to put you in a bad situation, Andy, because I don't really know what you have and don't have. I will say all portfolios right now could use some uh, large cap value. All portfolios could use something like a Wilshire 5000 fund. All portfolios could use some sort of Asia minus Japan fund if you have five or more years until you're going to need that money. And uh, Fidelity's got all those. They've got a total stock market index, they've got a Wilshire 5000, they've got a large cap value. I I think with the recession still kind of weird, and we don't know if jobs are coming back or not, I'd stay away from small cap companies uh, as far as new money goes until we get a little bit better feel on on how are we going to get some traction in our economy. So I'm not all that excited about small cap, but I gave you three pretty good ideas there. And Fidelity's got funds for all those. And your idea, Andy, genius to just keep that 500 extra dollars that you're already paying for your car every month, just genius to keep sending that in and uh, start uh, saving it. So I think you're you on to something wise.
0: Did you give me the last? I got the Wilshire 5000, and the eight was it the Asia what?
1: It's called Asia Excluding Japan, and okay. it's not that I don't like the Japanese, uh, because I do. They, they make wonderful, wonderful sushi. Um, it's that I, I don't like their old society. They've got a very old society, and they've got jobs for life. In a lot of situations, Sony brought in a guy named Harold Stringer to be their CEO because he was American and he could shake up that culture and fire people with a very American attitude. But uh, you saw the CEO of Toyota come out and apologize because his cars were hurting people. Like they take their business seriously and they're very honorable and they they take care of their old people and they keep jobs for life. And as an investor, that sucks.
0: The Wilshire, the Asian, what was the third one? Uh, Wilshire
1: 5000, maybe a total stock market index, maybe a large cap value fund. Something along those lines, I think, is what you're looking for.
0: Okay. Appreciate it, Rob.
1: Thanks for the call. Let me do another tip and hint. Whoops. There's my phone. Bad me. You're supposed to turn that stuff off. Anyway, um, I've given two tips. Automate your savings, and that's exactly what Andy's going to do. He's going to automate his savings. He's given up his car payments, and he's going to have that go straight into some sort of savings. Tip number three, I think, to financially tune yourself up is you really got to reconsider your investments. Are you saving too much for a down payment for children's college, but not enough for retirement? The home can probably wait. It's much easier to borrow money for a child's education than it is to get loans to pay for your retirement expenses. So consider what you're saving for. Uh, Whether you're a 35-year-old single dude or a 45-year-old guy who just got into a marriage and picked up two kids from a nuclear marriage because she had been married before or she was a single mother, you got to look at things. The number one thing you have to save for is your retirement. Your kids will go to college. They will figure it out. They will get the money. They can become uh, Craigslist, uh, you know, employees. They, they can work their way through school. They can get scholarships. They can get grants. You can take money out from your home and pay for it. There's so many ways to get your kids through school, but there's only one thing that, you, I mean, you can't, when you're 60 years old, you're done. You ain't earning any more income down the road. And rebalance your investments. This is a great financial tip. 2008, 2009, it was crazy. Crazy down and crazy up. Crazy market swings. And some people might have too many bonds. That now is not the time for bonds. Now is the time for stocks. Whereas maybe your large cap became overweighted because your small cap is underperformed. I don't want you to ignore the small cap. So you want to rebalance your investments on a regular basis. Um, I love Asia. I love Asia. And for instance, the, the, when Obama signs the healthcare $1 trillion package... I like America a little bit less. I like our treasuries, long-term treasuries, a little bit less. I like our capitalism a little bit less. Um, you know, you're talking about 15-plus billion dollars that are coming out of corporate profits to help pay for this healthcare bill. bill. Uh, those profits drive stock markets. It's just something to think about. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. Quakes play this Saturday, 6 o'clock. Goosey, soccer game. If you've never seen one, it's good family entertainment. Coming up, we got Kim Commando, the digital goddess. 800 345 5639. It's Rob Black Show, 9 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. The Kim Commando Show, she's a digital goddess lifestyle, she's everything that changes every couple days, there's something new that we have to look at, and do we buy, do we not buy, or will it be the next Betamax, and how do we incorporate it into our lifestyles? That's what her show is about, Sundays from 1 to 3, here on nine ten a.m. How are you, Kim? I'm great, how are you, Rob? I'm, I'm a little down today. Why? You know, radio takes energy, and some days you got great energy, and some days it just ain't there.
3: Really? You don't yeah. feel like you're doing a good show today?
1: It's just, I'm not all here.
3: Oh. So... Well, you sounded good so far. Thank you. Thank okay. you so much. All
1: right. So now you're building me up just to tear me down.
3: Loser. I will give you my
1: attention. No, you want my attention, but I want your affection, and you're going to build me up after I give you my attention, and then you're going to kick
3: you to the curb.
1: That's the boy and girl story of our life, isn't it? You know, it is. That's Girls what want I want mean. attention. Men want affection. So that's all I got for you today.
3: That's it? Yeah, that's it. Well, you um, want to hear a boy-girl story? Do you have a good boy-girl story? I do. I have a little third grader, and okay. he uh, came out the other day, and he's just grumpy, just nasty, bad mood, into the kitchen. I look at him and I said, you know what? You go to your room, you go get dressed, and when you decide to be a civil young man, you can come to the kitchen, but hurry up, because we got to go to school. So he goes to the bathroom, his room, dresses, comes out to the kitchen. He says, you know, I've been thinking about it. And you're absolutely right. And in these type of situations, there are only three words that you can say to a woman to make this situation right. And I looked at him because he's in third grade. Yeah. I, said, I said, and what might those three words be? And he looks at me and goes, I was wrong.
1: That's good advice for a married man, too.
3: <laughs> and I thought to myself, you know what? Someday, some woman's going to thank me for this. <laughs>
1: I got three more words for you. What is it? You were right. (laughs) I was wrong. You were right. I am sorry. Nine words that could save a marriage. That's just
3: it. (laughs) You're always right. I'm always wrong. And I'm so sorry. And I love you. And what can I buy you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So not only do you do a digital lifestyle story, but you do um, a marriage show as well.
3: Yeah, I do. Every once in a while. So. although I got a call I'll tell you I had a call on the weekend and it's been bothering me ever since creepy call? yeah it was a creepy call That um, call? no it was a guy who was uh, a guy called the show my show last weekend and I, we put him on the air and he was a uh, he just had he never served time but he this is what he said he had pornography on his laptop and he was arrested for that and he uh, went through counseling and rehab, and uh, and now he has another laptop in his possession. That when he was arrested, they didn't see, they didn't know about the other laptop. Okay. So I said to him, "So you, it was kitty porn? I mean, what other kind of pornography do you get arrested? Are you
1: talking kitty porn like meow, or kitty porn like underage children?
3: I, under, I mean, while you wouldn't get arrested for kitty porn, but you would get arrested for child porn. So." Um, so I said to him, so it was for, for child pornography. And he said, yes. And I said, so, and I said, so what's the deal with the other laptop? And he says, well, I have, um, I have, I know what's on there and I want to clean it off, but I still want to use the laptop. So how can I erase everything on there so that I can use this laptop?
1: And obviously erase it safely and securely. Is that where the story's going? Yes. Okay.
3: And, but as I explained to him, you know, you turn on that laptop, it's going to be sitting there front and center. Because I said, was it, you know, there, it was loaded with it. Okay. So, yeah, but the call has bothered me since. I mean, do you help this person or do you not?
1: What would you do? Oof. I'd, I'd help the person. I, I believe in forgiveness.
3: See, what I told him to do is to take the hard drive out. Yeah. And go buy a new hard drive. Okay. And put that new hard drive in so that this way you have no chance of even seeing anything, because if you see it, you might be drawn back into that lifestyle.
1: Yeah. But,
3: so yes, yeah, so the digital lifestyle questions. Every once in a while I come in, you're like, wow.
1: How wait. to help child pornographers navigate the sticky world.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, yuck. I mean, because you know, never in my life have I, and I've been all over the internet, yeah. have I run into child pornography on the internet. I mean, you have to really, really go looking for it.
1: Yeah, I did. And I'm a huge, huge fan of adult porn, and I've never run into child porn. Really? Yeah, I don't. I I think you have to seek it out.
3: I think you do too. You have to go into the the parts of the internet, and I, I've been to those parts where it's been like creepy, not like creepy security, scary stuff. Yeah. Where you could go find tools to hack Yahoo accounts and Gmail accounts and things like that. Okay. Uh, but I've never run across that in, in all my time being online, and, and I guess I've been online since the very beginning, which I know none of this we were actually going to talk about, but that's
1: okay. And for the record, I want to clear my name real quick. I like softcore stuff. I'm not hard, Not into the not into the weird stuff.
3: You going not get all kinds of deliveries to the so. station now.
1: I know, I know. And, <laughs> uh, they can send them straight to my email if they want, <laughs> <Robin>, Rob com. <Black.com. laughs>
3: So yesterday, so don't even bother putting it in a box. Just email me this stuff, okay? I've got
1: a confession to make, Kim. What? I bought an iPod. I've bought my first Apple product ever. Did you? iPod Touch.
3: And how do you like it?
1: I am love it. It's got 64 gig. I've got enough room for 40,000 songs. So I could literally travel around the world 17 straight times and never hit a repeat on a song.
3: And, you know, you can load that up with all your stuff that you like to if you want it.
1: No, no, no. <laughs> Stop it. Five minutes a day is healthy. It, it's It's... Keeping things working, if you know what that's I'm That's it? Five minutes? Five minutes a day, no more. That's
3: all it takes? Yeah,
1: that's all. Trust me. I'm, stop it. Now you're creeping
3: me out. Hey, listen, you're the one that brought it up, babe.
1: I think you brought it up with the child pornography. I, I was did. asking about kitty porn being meow, meow.
3: I, well, I didn't explain to you. I mean, you don't get arrested for that type of stuff.
1: Okay, so yesterday, topic change. <laughs> I yeah. saw that Nintendo is going to come out with a 3D handheld, and that, that kind of ties into that Apple iPod Touch, because you can play games on it and stuff. Um, You're here to talk about 3D TVs. I think 3D works on gamers, but I don't think it works on TVs. Tell me I'm wrong. Well,
3: there's going to be – there's a big push out now, and even some of the big box stores, Best Buy, for example, they've been running some ads where you can buy a 3D TV, a Blu-ray player and that also does 3D and then these 3D glasses and so you know you can just have you did you see avatar in 3D I did okay what did you think
1: um underwhelming really slightly underwhelming how about alice in wonderland well let me add it like the flying scenes in avatar were great but mm-hmm. i don't really need to see a character like push his hand out and like ooh i'm scared um i just thought it was a little bit of a gimmick at times
3: yeah it got to be a little too much no, I never a little, s- too, too many flyby scenes. But, but, but now, every, now that everybody has their HD TVs, the manufacturers need us to go out and buy the newest and greatest and latest thing, and that is, in fact, a 3D TV. So you're going to spend about $500 more. But so you start seeing these ads that say that if you buy the TV with the Blu-ray player, that they'll come and install it and also sync your 3D glasses, because you also need 3D glasses, and those are $100, $150 bucks a pop, by the way. Right. And, but the, the bottom line here is that, that there's no programming. The only movie that's out in 3D now is Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, which you know was okay. <laughs> it's like I'm hoping for a little bit more than that on my tube, you know. So, right. But it's uh, but it's interesting because there are a lot of folks that are are curious about the technology and how it works and, and whether or not it's something that's going to be big. Sony is betting half of their television enterprises on 3D.
1: I can even tell you bigger about Sony is Harold Stringer, uh, CEO. He's basically put the whole Blu-ray to be 3D, the, the music to be 3D. Like, he's everything. His whole career at Sony is going to, it, he's going to destroy that company if 3D fails.
3: Yes. He will. Yeah. There's no doubt, because that's where he you're, – you're absolutely right. He's betting, he's betting the farm on it. I mean, the Sony Vios and all the other ones, that's really great. But, you know, the, the brand-new laptops, they have a new specification called Wi-Di. Okay. And you know what that stands for? I have no clue. Wireless Display. There are only three laptops that have it built in right now, and it's a new standard from Intel, but what it allows you to do is to do automatic streaming from your laptop directly to your television.
1: And I think that's useful. But...
3: Okay, you know what? That is cool. That's slick. That's, yeah. that's something that I want. I mean, I'm tired of sitting here looking at, like, you know, Apple iTunes with the movie going, okay, what I really want to do is I want to watch it over there. You <laughs> know, so I don't want to watch it here on the screen. I want to watch it over there on my big television right. without having to do any media hubs or Apple TVs or any remotes or anything like that. Agreed. But now with just a, a couple of keystrokes and the built-in hardware, you're able to do that. Very cool. See, this is my life. This is the stuff that excites
1: me. And that's what Sony is like. Also, doing is that at one point in time they were trying to stay all Sony with their plugs on their TV. Now they're opening it up to anything that you want to plug in. They're cool with, and uh, I think you know, wide eyes that's a cool thing. You taught me something today.
3: See now, see now, you're ready to go forth on your day mm-hmm. and have a much better show.
1: Mm-hmm. Better karma.
3: Better karma.
1: Good stuff like that. Thanks, Kim. All right, honey. Have a good weekend and enjoy your show this weekend. Uh, Sunday's 1 to 3, Kim Commando. She's top notch. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. She's a lady. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. Coming up, stock tip of the day. Plus, I got more financial tips, maybe an email or two for you as well. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. What's on your mind? Anything? Tonight I'm going to be at O'Neill's, 530 to 730. Going to be hanging out doing the one-year and two-day anniversary party, so to speak. Hopefully meeting a lot of you. That's my ideal. That's my norm. That's my goal. If I weren't doing a radio show and television show, I'd be managing money and I'd be at a bar talking to you. So this is kind of the same idea. Um, just a good chance to, you know, do a little meet and greet. I used to do what were called absolutely positively not required informal formal get-togethers, i.e., happy hours. I want to be very careful not to encourage drinking, so we're not going to call it a happy hour. Um, I just, I want to meet a couple of you. I, I think that's critical. It's uh, part of the, the the goal of what I do in my life. I don't want to do media till the day I die. I'm actually uh, less and less interested in media each and every day. So. Uh, had an assistant program director tell me yesterday that something I did wasn't funny, and I'm like, you don't pay me. You're a jerk. Like, how can you criticize something? Like, you do it. So everything's not supposed to be funny. There are supposed to be things in life that fail. Nothing's perfect. So we could strive for it, but it's not there. So 800-345-5639, what financial questions do you have? It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Rez had called in, and, you know, Rez... It was the guy who called in and said, you know, bears are, uh, but he's on phone restrictions. So we can't put him on. So can't call more than once a month or it can't be, You can't be that obvious. Uh, it's just bad for bad form, bad form. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Let's do a little stock tip of the day. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. And the stock tip of the day is, is sometimes you have to look at the whole sector, the whole sector. Um, and what do I mean by that? Well, for instance, tech sector day is trading higher. Ultimately, it's outpacing gains on the broader market. Now, the tech sector, you know. It's Microsoft. It's HP. It's Apple. It's Intel. It's AT&T. It's Oracle. It's Google. It's IBM. It's AMD. It's NVIDIA. It's Taiwan Semi. It's eBay. It's Vodafone. It's Brocade. It's China Telecom. There's a lot of plays there, right? But the whole sector is doing well because Oracle basically came out and said our quarterly results are good. So, that space called technology Oracle's big. they're a billion-billions-dollar company. They do billions of dollars in revenue. So when they say their quarter looks good, it kind of says the whole sector can look good." Semiconductors are showing some relative strength. Now Oracle's a software company. Well, they're kind of a hardware company too, since they acquired some Microsystems, but they're mainly known for their software. But semiconductors are, are breaking out a little bit higher, and that could be because of valuations. Where semis are valued cheaper than, say, uh, software companies like Oracle. Now, Oracle makes software, right? Software has a lot better profit margins than hardware does. And semiconductors are considered hardware. It's, you know, it's not considered the box and all, but if you have to manufacture a, a semiconductor, it costs money. Now, there's two different types of semiconductors. There's the fabless and there's the fab companies, Fabulous are companies like NVIDIA, where they just design this great, cool technology. They run all the tests on it. Then they send it to Taiwan and they say, you make it. We don't want to invest in the factory. Intel, on the other hand, they want to invest in the factory because they make billions and billions and billions and billions and billions. And if someone's charging them to make, uh, they make billions of chips. If someone's charging them to make their chips, they could lose some of the margin there because that company wants to make money. So Intel has to own their factories. They're two totally different companies. So Intel's um, hardware and software, they have different valuations. Because, again, like Oracle and Microsoft, they make software. When they make software, they can make a billion copies of it. And if you have to make a billion PCs, every single one of them has, you know, component costs. Whereas with software, it's just, you know, a lot of the work has already been done mentally. So the margins become a lot more attractive over time. Qualcomm's up huge today. They raised their second quarter guidance and stronger than expected performance. So Oracle, business software, better than expected. Qualcomm, they make semiconductors, and they sell those into cell phones. So again, the whole cell phone sector, if if Qualcomm's doing good, that probably implies Verizon's gonna be selling more smartphones, Apple's gonna be selling more smartphones, AT&T's gonna be selling more data plans for their smartphones. You get the idea. So when Oracle does well, it, it has that 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 kind of hangover effect or what you would call collateral damage effect, where other players are going to move higher. Now, in further in tech news, oh, tech is so tough to invest in. It is so tough, but it's one of the best sectors of the year this year. Um, NVIDIA is moving higher today. They plan to launch on Friday a new semiconductor on their next generation's graphics technology. Now, when they say that, you go, cool, so Rob will be able to play a faster, cooler video game Because that's what NVIDIA does. They make semiconductors basically for graphics and gaming. That's the basic idea. Now, who's their competitor? It's a company called ATI Tech, which was acquired by AMD. Now, AMD is also a competitor of Intel. So it's not an easy comparison. So what's what's basically good for NVIDIA should be bad for ATI Tech, but Intel's doing well because Oracle came out with great numbers and Qualcomm came out with great numbers, like, saying the whole sector. Like, it gets a little bit confusing here and there. But you have to know all the players. Now, eBay got an upgrade today in the world of technology because of some upside to PayPal. I bought something yesterday, $200 online, went to my PayPal, bloop, transferred it straight out of my account, straight into their account. Everyone's good. PayPal's kind of a 21st century Visa. I'm not saying they're going to be as dramatic. I I do think if PayPal were publicly traded individually, I'd buy them. Because I I do think they've got some upside. I do like what they do. So you got to get to know the whole sector if you want your stock tip of the day. Um, When you see a big bellwether, Oracle, or Qualcomm, companies that do billions of dollars in business, it can help the whole ecology. So any stock you invest in, you have to understand not only that stock, you have to compare them to another stock that's similar, but you also have to understand the whole psychology. Because what's good for one bellwether is good for the whole ecology. And what's, what's bad for bellwether could be bad for the whole ecology. It doesn't always work like that, but more often than not, it does. Let's get back to some financial tips. 800-345-5639. I'm so lonely. Phone calls aren't ringing. 800-345-5639. I'm going over some financial tips to basically start getting you ready for retirement. If you haven't done some of these recently, you need to do some of these. I would refer to it as maintenance. I used to drive a Fiat Spider. Actually, I built two Fiat Spiders out of 18 barrels of parts. And um, you always had to do what's called preventative maintenance. Before it broke down, you had to fix it. Otherwise, you're broken down on the side of the road. One of the things that you need to do is find a better bank. Uh, If you're at, and I, I say this with a lot of love, if you're at Bank of America, you're getting no interest. No interest on your money. You're getting a hell of a lot of convenience, but you're getting no interest. So do you really need a branch nearby? That's one thing that you have to ask. Would stopping and restarting your automatic payments be that inconvenient? And isn't more interest and lower fees worth it over time? So, I don't know. It's, you know. Have you thought of a credit union? Do you feel comfortable with a credit union? How about an online bank? I do a lot of online banking. Yeah, I do park my money at Bank of America because of convenience, but then I transfer it all out to an online bank. So, because I want that better rate. Over time, it adds up. The fees, over time, they add up. Another hint and tip is don't make an extra mortgage payment. When you have the extra money laying around, instead, put it into account. Put it into savings. Put it into investments. Have it there in case one day you lose your job. You can, you know, liquidate it and and pay off your mortgage. That's great. Advisors who tell you to prepay a mortgage, they're not financially savvy. So the best advice I can give you is you have extra money. Don't put it in the house. It becomes a huge liability. It underperforms inflation. If you need the money, you may or may not be able to get it. Go try to do a refi on your home right now. Go try to take money out, and you're going to learn that it's tough to do. So putting it away into an extra mortgage payment, not a good idea. You want to go counter wisdom there. Yes, you save interests, but you lose the ability to earn income. And right now, I'd rather you park that money in a good California municipal bond, getting your 5%. Keep your tax deduction. Keep your static cost of money. Keep the ca- keep the asset, your prepayment, your cash on your side of the balance sheet, not on the bank side. Next big financial tip for you, open a home equity line of credit when you can. What a lot of people are learning is it's a last source, last resort source of money. And it's great to have there, but not to use it. If you lose your job, the bank's not going to let you open up an equity line of credit. So you want to have it before you lose your job. You want to have it before you retire and lose your income. You want access to it in a true emergency, but you never, ever, ever, never want to use it. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Let's go to Leo in Pleasanton. Leo.
2: Hi, Ross. How you doing?
1: Ah, Good. What's up?
2: Uh, I have a question, actually, about 401ks and IRAs. I have a 401k with a previous employer and I'm also contributing to my current employer, so two separate accounts. But at at what point, I'm about 36 years old now, at what point should I start investing in an IRA account?
1: You never really have to. Um, An IRA, IRA, a Roth IRA, a 401k, they're all what are called qualified retirement plans. So you have a retirement plan, Leo. You're basically saving your money in something that's going to grow tax-deferred, and later in life, it's going to come out at your taxable income rate. Now, there's some nuances, though, as you're probably figuring out. You left a firm that had a 401K. Have you rolled over that 401K into a self-directed IRA? IRA?
2: No. That's partially what I'm calling. I want to find out what my options are. I'm told that I could roll it into my ING. I have an older Smith Barney um, 401K that I was going to roll into um, an ING um, the retirement uh, 401k. Okay. But is there any advantage of doing that versus doing the self-directed IRA?
1: Is your current job the ING 401k? Yes, it is. Okay. So, yes, you could do that. What I tend to recommend, Leo, is I like personally having control of the retirement assets. Um, it's a way that I can keep the cost down, make sure that I'm not getting hit with annual fees, make sure that I'm diversified properly. So, yeah, Leo, you can transfer your old 401k to your new 401k, or you could call Fidelia and Vanguard and say, I want to set up a self-era and do a rollover 401k. And they'll basically, Leo, they will you know, fill out the forms for you. They will tell you you're a man and all that. They will massage you. They will make sure that it happens nice and smooth. Typically takes about two weeks to transfer. And um, I prefer to self-direct it because I like making the decisions and watching my costs. Whereas your ING 401k, it may have limited options. It may have higher fees. It may have great options and may have lower fees. And that may be the convenience that you want. Um, A lot of times with 401ks, there's some fees in the mutual funds. And when you your Smith Barney 401k is not going to quite match up with the ING. So they're going to sell your old funds and buy new funds. And there's fee transactions. So I would prefer you don't do that. Okay. So thanks for the call, Leo. Thanks, Rob. Yeah, you got some. And again, you don't have to have an IRA to be a man. You've got a four hundred one k that's just as good. I like four hundred one ks over IRAs, as um, large part because the money that you contribute is virgin money. It's never been taxed by the state, by the federal government, by Social Security. Um, it's great. It's a great way to save money. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Coming up, I've got a phone call with Jeff lined up, and headline news nine ten a.m. More stimulating talk